Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Tuning in to the Plug and Play podcast. This is episode 71. I am your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. This is a uh, different sounding podcast. Hopefully, we're working on our audio quality, so bear with us. But it's been a complete week since we've all sat down and rapped about what we've been up to. So, Tim, you just got back from Hawaii and you've been settling back in, and you're now surrounded by water again. So, why don't you give me a news report? So, yeah, I can't seem to stay away from the water. I, you cannot. Um, I'm going to open the door where I'm at, which is here, but going on inside. Uh, I'm not going to open the door. Holy crap, I can hear the rain and like the wind just like gushing. So yeah, we pretty much drew, drove through a small flood and windstorm to get here at the coast, Oregon coast. We are at the beautiful Salishan Lodge. I'm in front of a fireplace. A nice room. Um, I do not want to be outside right now. It's awful out there. There's going to be a huge You don't want to dance naked in the rain? No, but I'll let the... uh, Let's have a moment of silence so the listeners can have that image burned into their retinas. Okay. All right. And um, so, yeah, this is my favorite vacation of the year. I've done it one other time where my wife has a conference here and I get to sit in the room and play video games and read comic books until she comes back at night and we have dinner. It's nice. the best thing ever. Yes, it's awesome. Um, so I brought my Surface, and I've got my Vita and my 3DS. I told you I already had a fireplace. I've got comic books. I'm just ready to veg out and have a child-free, um, just geek out moment. It's going to be great. Next You're going to play Game of Thrones, aren't you? I don't have a save file. <clears throat> oh, I'll get that to you after the show. Don't let me forget. I have it ready for you. I just have to okay. upload it. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the thing holding me back. I did try to download um, Minecraft Story Mode. I haven't checked to see if that if that was successful before I left. I um, saw I some somebody games. playing it or something at your house. I was checking it to see if somehow the save file reappeared, but nope. Hmm. I'd be funny though if my daughter hopped on and was like, "I'm gonna play some Game of Thrones." <laughs> oh my god, his skin is off. No, 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 I'm in Minecraft. I saw your, your account was on Minecraft all last night. Oh, yeah. that My kids, we're kind of skipping ahead to what we've been playing, but my kids, this is, makes me either a, a bad gamer or a great dad. My kids begged to play Minecraft Episode 2 before I did. Huh. So, fail on my part for not playing it before them, but win on my part for raising kids that can't wait to play. Uh, Another fail because it's Minecraft. But it's Telltale Minecraft. But we're going to get to that. Yes, we will. Um, 
so that was the big thing other than traveling back from Hawaii. Um, another weekend at work, but something awesome happened at work this week. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, um, just out of the blue, someone from Chipotle stopped back by with a giant box of burritos. Ooh. Trade for a trade? No. Just here you go. Here's some burritos. What? Yep. I've never had Chipotle and I'm jealous. Um, it was awesome. I had one one last night and then I took one home for breakfast. And they were both good. Nice. I had uh, barbacoa last night and chicken this morning. And they were both good. But you should have seen this box. It was... I'm trying to think what to compare it to. Bigger than a microwave. Big box. At least, there was at least 20 something burritos in there you saw what the hell you saw the picture i sent you right yeah i saw the photo but i i just don't get like they just like rambling stop by and they're like ah oh, you guys must be sick and tired of pizza here you go yep um i think it was them trying to do some damage control from what's been going on for them recently um so we're pretty close to them like location wise and I, yeah i'm guessing we're not the only business they've stopped by with a little um the host said that they called ahead of time and asked how many people were working that night so they Gave us about enough burritos for two per person, so that was pretty awesome. That is insane, dude. So, yeah, that was pretty sweet. That's awesome. But, yeah, just back to work and the routine. Until now, I'm looking forward, like I said, to the next couple days, but we just got here, so that hasn't happened yet. I'm probably going to stop um, at my favorite arcade. It's called Game Over. They have all Oh, nice. It's a really good arcade. They have a little bar in the back and then all sorts of classic arcade games. From the 80s, 90s. A couple new ones. Like Pac-Man and Street Fighter totally. and Ninja Turtles. Yep. yep, all of those. Nice. Good arcade. And then, That's going to be awesome. Then it's going to be stormy at the beach, which is fun um, for this kind of beach because it's never that warm at the beach anyway. So might as well enjoy the storm and the wind. That's going to be great. Yeah. That's my plan. What about you? What have you been up to? Well, it's been uh, crazy. We went to a trade show in Vegas uh, about a month, month and a half ago. And, um, well, now we're getting all the samples out to our representatives and stuff across the country, the United States, and Canada, and other places. So this week was all about building the samples and getting them out to, uh, to all the people. So that means a lot of shipping, right? A lot of shipping. So I went to the post office today because we had to ship 57 of them in the post office. Wow. So imagine me walking in. How big are these packages? They're the medium size, like flat rate chip boxes. So they're decent sized. So I had five black garbage bags full of the extra large garbage bags filled. Took two vehicles to get them there. We unloaded them. I dragged them inside, and everybody in the post office was like, shit. <laughs> and just like stared at me. And like everybody else that came behind me was just like, you can't like, be the, the only person this time of year shipping packages, though, with Christmas coming up. No, but not 57 of them. I guess, yeah. So people you were like, put on like a Santa oh. Claus outfit. I'm like, oh, ho, ho. Can't get mad at Santa well, Claus. The worst part is like, I uh, I called ahead of time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, screw them. They just they need to do their job and shut up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just need to shut the fuck up and just, just do what I say because it's awesome. So, um,. We did that, and then on top of that, this week, we also, uh, well, I went and played uh, Magic the Gathering, which is a game uh, played with cards. So, and where, are you, where, this is, where are you going to play? I didn't ask you last week. Uh, so, 
my cousin and some guys I used to play Dota with, uh, named Tony, and uh, there's a few other guys uh, that actually Tony and Dalton are the, basically the only ones I used to play Dota with. Um, but anyways, they have switched from Dota to actually playing games in person, a aka Magic, mm-hmm. so that they can be together and you know socialize together. And so there's a group of nine of us this last weekend. All in, uh, Tony just bought a house. It's literally like two minutes from me. Um, so it's a two minute drive to his place. And in his backyard is this double, well, actually, I'd probably say it's like a quadruple vehicle garage. It has two huge uh, opening bay doors on it. And one of the bays is filled with propane tanks, a uh, kegerator, and a computer system for audio. And uh, a bunch of tables uh, in a big long line. So the whole entire place is heated by propane. And then we just get in a table and we rotate counterclockwise. So there is, well, this weekend um, it was a group of a three-way battle of Magic and then a 2v2 team uh, match. And then every game we'd rotate clockwise. So you would be switching up your team. You'd be switching from team combat to single combat so i got my very first deck of cards um ever in magic the gathering we went and bought them before we started this weekend um so i have a complete black deck uh event deck and i only lost two matches with it nice so and i went up against uh a deck that tony put together that he probably spent about 70 bucks on um which is a slow rollout deck, and mine's a quick rollout, so I destroyed him in probably about eight turns, seven turns. <laughs> so it was pretty awesome, like feeling like this like noob. I'm just like, haha. So and like I still have to like ask people like what like the cards mean and stuff. Like I'm like, does this mean like I can do this? And like people be like, yes or no. Like everybody's really cool. They're like really like trying to help me out. Does and this stuff, card me mean that it. I can utterly destroy you right now? Yeah. So like there was like this one time, and like I read the card, and I was like. Because, like, he had, like, seven health left, and I don't know if... If you don't play Magic, you don't understand, but you start out with 20 health, Mm -hmm. um, and then your goal is to annihilate their health. And some cards give you extra health, or some cards take away health from your opponent, or you have to use some of your own health to get your card to be powered up. So, like, I had, like, I don't know, 17 left, and he had, like, seven, let's say. Something crazy like that. And I was ahead by a lot. And also, he kind of... He knocked me down. I was, like, down, like, 14 and uh he still had the seven and it came to be my turn and i was like i drew his card and i was like oh, it can't be and i was like hey tony can i ask you a question he's like yeah and i was like so does this card mean that like if i like sacrifice like these two cards and i play this card then like i hate you for 25 and he like le- looked it over and he's like no y- yeah it does but don't do that and i was like so if i just do this 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 boom i attack you for 25 and you can't defend and you're dead he's like well fuck i guess you won uh, it was like a 10 minute match he's just like that's ridiculous was <laughs> <laughs> just like and the new wins again sweet so uh i picked that up and then the next day our local card shop I was having a crazy deal where i got the event deck it was 20 $25 for an event deck, which, Tim, I know you used to play Magic. I don't know if you've ever bought, like, event decks before. No, I always built my own decks, but I, uh, I don't think okay. pre-made decks were really a thing back when I played. Probably not. So, like, an event deck is, like, 
basically a deck built off of what the competitive people are using. Gotcha. So instead of like a generic deck that's built... So it's sort of like um, a celebrity deck. Like this has been played in tournaments and... Yeah, it's like a tournament played deck. It's like not... You're not going to have like the best of the best cards in the world, but like it's a deck that doesn't have to be augmented too much. Someone's already gone through and balanced it and figured it out. Exactly. So like it's going to be specified off of a professional magic player... Um, and it's bound and determined to be adequate. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're usually like twenty to fifty bucks for an event deck for like a mid-range one. There's some of them out there that I learned they're like hundred and ten dollars for event decks, which is just ridiculous. But anyways, um, the event deck that I got, the black one, um, is like a twenty-three dollar value. Now for twenty-eight dollars, you got the event deck three booster packs of any of your choosing which i chose three seven dollar booster packs so that's 21 extra dollars right there plus uh 100 card sleeves so i chose the eight dollar ones so i got two of those um so that's 16 dollars. so i got like 60 dollars worth of stuff basically roughly for around 28 dollars nice deal so i went back down the next day and picked up a red blue deck um because I had a ton of red cards in the booster packs. And I basically think now I have... I just need to get some red land. And I think I have enough to make a red deck. And I could possibly make a red green or a red black deck. Um, with these booster packs. Because I got six booster packs. Because I went back and got the same exact deal the next day. With a red blue deck. Uh, event deck. And I got another three booster packs. And then I got another hundred card sleeves. And then I looked on Amazon. And they have fucking Triforce card sleeves. So I got those bastards in the mail. And then I got a Triforce deck box coming too. Because, you know, that's how I roll. So people are going to be like laughing at me. Be like, dude, you tell you got like a Nintendo setup. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to beat your ass. It's okay. Go and laugh until you lose. Exactly. So I did that. Um, and then we've been working on some giveaways, guys, which we're going to talk about at the end of the podcast. I just wanted to mention that to make you guys stick around to uh, listen to what else we've been up to and the kick it segment, the new segment. And then we're going to talk about what we're giving away for this holiday season. And you're trust me, you're going to want to stick around for it. I'm excited for these giveaways. My daughter's actually sick of me talking about them. She's like, yes, I know. You're giving away this, 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 and this. I'm like, yes, but those are awesome. I know, right? These are things I would want to win. I know. I was, like, talking to the guys about it. We were playing Magic, and they're like, so how do I get in on this? I'm like, well, I don't know if you're qualified to get in on this because we're friends and stuff, but if you want to, you can listen to the the podcast, and you can listen and learn, and maybe you can get in on the contest. I say they're eligible. We're going to use a random number generator. So That's that's true. So, um, yeah, they're super excited because a lot of them are just like, hey, I need to get this, this, and this for my computer. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Funny story. I'm giving those away for free. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, they're pretty excited. So, Cool. Anyways, Tim, what have you been playing this week? Not a lot. Um, I did pretty much drain my Vita battery on the plane on the way back from Hawaii, Ooh. though. Um, I checked out the two free, um, well, sort of free, the PlayStation Plus games of this month. And the first one is called Freedom Wars, um, kind of an anime-style game where you play um, kind of like a convict. Um, you start out with no freedom whatsoever, and you have to earn your freedom. You have like a million-year prison sentence, and by um, fighting, you, you reduce your sentence. To We talked about this, didn't we? Yeah. Um, this is the PS Vita, 
uh, demo that I think you played a year ago at PAX with me. Okay, I thought so. So you have like a thorn thing that you'll shoot at these mechs and like rip pieces of them off. And, yeah. And free people. And you're fighting against other clans, which are kind of tied to other cities. Right now I'm, I'm affiliated with Anchorage, Alaska. They, I wish they had Seattle or Portland, but they don't. That'd be super cool. I didn't want to affiliate with LA because those guys... But you know, I was born in Anchorage, so it's cool. Right on. Yeah, I figured Anchorage is cooler than LA. So I haven't progressed very far yet. I'm still kind of a noob, but I did get past the first like baby level so now you can take on missions without um everybody holding your hand um it's pretty cool um the thorn in addition to ripping like chunks of armor off or whatever is like a grappling hook so you can attack attach to walls and kind of use it as a sniper position and shoot from there and you'll have other people with you um with different abilities some are healers etc and huh it, it's pretty cool it's very very well produced game it's probably one of the better higher quality like AAA type style titles for the Vita, probably one of the last ones that'll get that kind of funding. Honestly, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's really good, um, especially for free. The other one I played that I didn't really think I would. It looked stupid from the outside, but it's actually a lot of fun. Um, hmm. Rocket Bird's Hard Boiled Chicken. Ah, I thought you were gonna say Rocket League, and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, it's a lot you of heard fun. Rocket, you're like, yes, yes, yes. So basically, you're back on the bandwagon. So it's like. It's like Rambo, but you're a chicken. You're basically like this one-man army going through, taking out all these uh, albatrosses or penguins. I'm not sure what kind of birds they are. Chicken Rambo! Totally Chicken Rambo. You've got a rocket pack, and um, you go through levels. It's sort of like Contra in some parts where you're just shooting side-scrolling. But there's puzzles, and um, you pick up different weapons like shotguns or uh, pistols. Nice. It's, it's really... Um, it's the physics are great, like the the shooting, like you can kind of juggle them in the air with the bullets. Um, yeah, it's fun, and it's got a goofy sense of humor, like the big old chicken all being all tough, strapping nice. on his rocket pack. It's got a good soundtrack. It's got a band that I don't, I've never heard of, but their music's halfway decent. And huh. like, you'll be like shooting stuff, and stuff is exploding, and this music's playing in the background, and it's it's like a cheesy action movie, and it's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty all right. Nice. So that, That's cool. that that was my uh, playing thing, and then I got back and got to had to work and stuff. I you didn't get any Fallout Four, buddy. I didn't, and that was intentional because I don't want to get back into it because I knew I had this trip coming up, and I didn't want a little taste of Fallout Four because it would drive me nuts not to get back into it. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, I was looking forward to playing um, Xenoblade Chronicles X, but UPS had other plans for my. Have you got that yet? I did. I got to open it and look at it basically. <laughs> Um, Why didn't you bring it with you? Because uh, I have to bring the Wii U with me. Oh, that's right. It's a Wii U title, a not Wii U a DS title. It's a Wii U exclusive. Um, it looks. I popped it in really quick and just ch- checked out the character creation. The bonus stuff I got, I got the special edition. Um, Q will be really jealous. It's got a nice art book. It's got a framed art print. It has a USB stick with the soundtrack on it, and the USB. You should take. That uh, framed art thing, take a photo of it and send the cues so that he can print that off and then pretend like it's a framed piece of art on his wall. I should. He would totally love this USB stick. It's like, um, it's based on an object in the game. I can't remember the name. You could send him a photo of it and be like, hey, look what I got. Um, I will text you a a picture of it um, as we're talking, as you talk about your games. Um, Okay. But yeah, I wanted to play that a little bit when I got home from work and stuff, but I didn't have it because it's shipped way north of me and then came back but it took all weekend to get back to me it went to antarctica pretty much so yep 
but that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing some Fallout 4, and I actually got heavy into the storyline, and holy shit, was I thrown for a whammy. Are you uh, uh, choose between factions yet? Uh, I think I'm really freaking close, mm-hmm. but um, how far in the story mode have you made? Have I, Same as the last time we talked, so not I haven't gone to Diamond City. Okay, so yeah, there's a... Uh, yeah. There's just a huge, like, slap in the face, kick in the nuts sort of moment. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. What do I do? I don't know. And uh, so I had to melt down, and I left and decided to build shelters. So now I went exploring again because I chickened out of making a decision. And uh, I have built a home on the coast Mm -hmm. in a lighthouse, and it is awesome. Cool. And um, then we've been playing some Rocket League. Me and my buddy Troy got down on Rocket League uh, with his buddy Nate. uh, Joined us. We did some 3v3 uh, online ranked match and did not lose. And then we jumped into some 2v2, Troy and I. And we killed it. Then last night, I decided I needed to finish off Season 1 of Game of Thrones. So I started it and did not finish it yet. But I am damn close. I am damn close. And I am pissed. So things are not going well. It's going like halfway decent. But like there's something that happened that like I stopped. And I would be done with the episode. But then I thought, fuck it. I made a bad choice. So then I started the whole episode over again to make a different choice. Did it matter? And it didn't matter. Kind of like the thing that happens at the end of the first episode. Yeah, pretty much. Like, there was, like, a third choice I could have made, but I'm pretty positive that that would have ended up the same exact way again. Mm-hmm. So I just left it the second time through and was like, screw it, I am not playing this again. So uh, it's a lot of fun. I feel like I might go back to the previous episode after I'm done with this and choose a different path because I think it might affect how this one plays out, but I'm not positive. So, yeah. I think you kind of end up going back somewhat to a certain plot line no matter what i think you do i think you might, maybe you might, just get, the char- you might get there a different way i'm thinking you basically do and i think that maybe the characters are a little bit different mm-hmm. but that's about it um but other than that one thing i forgot to mention this week that i did is i watched pixels have you seen that movie i have not what did you think i thought it was hilarious my wife and i were laughing our ass off and here is a funny ass clip uh from the movie you have served this nation with distinction in combat zones, in every nook and cranny of this godforsaken world, defeating every enemy they've thrown at you. And now you're going to face Pardon? aliens. I couldn't get a babysitter. The president has brought in these two civilian arcaders who we are required to listen to for 120 seconds, starting... I can't do this. You can do this. I know. Now, I can't do this. You can't. I'm going to throw up. We know how to do this. They don't. Just act the part. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, thank you, General Zod, for that beautiful intro. Hey, uh, fellas, good to, good to see you. Um, let me introduce myself. My name is Sam Brenner, and this is the Wonder Kid, also known as... Your worst nightmare! <laughs> okay. Looks to me, Brenner... Like someone forgot to send us the best of the best, oops, and instead dropped off a bunch of incontinent, adult diaper-wearing candy ass, cries himself to sleep, 
women, baby, man, people. What am I looking at right now? Are you guys soldiers or the cast of Magic Mike? You gonna fight or <laughs> dance naked? From now on, you maggots, you little girl maggots, whatever the hell the female form of maggot is. Magina? You Magina. When you Magina <laughs> poop your pants, you're gonna be thinking of me in your pants. You know what I mean. <laughs> Do you feel me? Do you feel me, sailor? You beautiful Nubian man! You gorgeous specimen of what God can make! <laughs> Do you feel me? I think you're about to feel him, Lud. I can't move. Let me help you. Anyway, so they're talking to some uh, Navy SEALs just in case you're uh, you're wondering who he's talking to. So some of the most roided out men in the world are standing in front of him and can snap him like a twig. And uh, I was my wife and I were laughing our ass off the whole entire time. But the the critics they like gave it such a bad review. I was laughing my ass off. I thought it was hilarious. That's so what, that's what matters that you enjoyed it. I have heard a yeah. lot of bad reviews too, but yeah, I probably have to see it at some point. Yes, you will. All right. So. All right, guys. Well, that leaves us to our next segment, which is our question that we left you guys with last week. And we did get some responses. We asked you guys, what would be the first thing you would have a drone delivered to you? And uh, Flick says he'd go meta and have a drone deliver a drone. Which nice. So a little bit of drone sex on the way like, and then pop and then baby drone pops out at Blake's house. Gotcha. Sort of a drone inception or like, like a Rus yeah. Russian nesting drones. Yes, exactly. Q has a long answer. Um, he says he'd he'd have the drone deliver a special supply of curry straight from India, the finest kind of the purest nature. Of course, it'll have to be a fortnightly shipment, so I'll never run out of the good stuff. I could make an off joke and say I'd have the drone deliver a bride from India who knows how to prepare the curry the right way, but we all know that's just ridiculous. No, it's not. That's a big drone, I'm saying. In all seriousness, though... Indian girls are pretty small. Don't worry about it. That was Zach that said that. In all seriousness, though, I would be more likely than not to be a computer parts in games. And Michael kind of cuts to the heart of the matter and says, pizza, which I think would be awesome. Can you imagine? So what I got from Q's is he's going to buy computer parts and games to make an Indian girl. That's all I got I like out of that. Weird science. I, I like yeah. the idea of Domino's drones, though. Domino's drones. Ooh, yeah, I like it. Well, we should have a Twilight drone. Yeah. Just imagine, though, you open an app, you push the pizza button and a drone shows up I want the jester at my house now you gotta get the jester drone you gotta get the jester drone I'm gonna go and talk to the bosses and see what I can do there's a lot of there's some drone clubs around Portland we can maybe make this happen see this would be awesome this would be awesome well I have a really it, special tasty treat so I am looking forward to the next segment so let's that well the next segment is actually why they should like us and write us on iTunes Tim so I keep trying to delete that segment you keep bringing it back all right, would you like random awesome things to happen to you? Or do you want random crappy things to happen to you? Would you like to, say, be working at your job, not expecting much, and all of a sudden a giant box of burritos shows up? This might happen to you if you like us and rate us on iTunes. But let's say you're the cold, callous jerk that would never think to write, write a nice review about us and, and like us on iTunes and Stitcher. Well, you pretty much get a box of turds. That's what's going to happen. You'll be driving along. Box of drone turds. You'll be driving on the freeway, and a delivery manure will have a faulty latch in the back, and a box will fall out and splatter all over your freshly washed windshield. So, box of burritos, 
box of turds. Your choice. Like us and rate us on iTunes. We'll be right back. Tasty treats in hand, and Tim, why don't you kick us off? Sure. I am currently cutting through the wax. Oh, well, I guess I could kick us off then if you want. Okay. I've got a special bottle that has been dipped in wax, so I have to cut off some wax before I can even open mine. So go ahead and tell me about yours. All right. I have the Hop Juice Double IPA. Um, it is one pint, six fluid ounces, 9.7 volume alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it has massive IBUs, apparently. It's not telling me how many, but massive. So is Hop Juice is probably the name of the IP. Is there what, what yep, brewery is it's it? It's by Left Coast Brewing out oh, of nice. San Clemente, California. They make some good stuff. Do they? I've never had it before. That was opened up by my capper gun, brought to us by Ink Whiskey. Love that. It is awesome. It is heavy as shit. Mm-hmm. We are... Pouring the beer now. It is a very light looking eye. Oh, I take that back. Did it change colors? Um, well, once I got a lot of it in here, I mean, it's not super dark, but it's not super. It looked more like a pale um, there for a second, but no, not once I get the rest of it in here. It is definitely not a pale. Um, it's got some hop to it. Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah, it's uh, it's not too bad. It's not my favorite beer by any means, but it is a good solid. It's got a flavor, flavorful body on it. Is it, is um, it a little bit, yeah, because I've been, you know, I've been on the whiskey now, so gotcha. the hops are a little bit off. Putting, I've actually tried ventured into some dark beers. I had one called Wait, what? Mary. Yeah. Uh, some of these magic gatherings, they all drink like darker dark beers. Oh, I, know. I wish I could share They're... this with you, what I'm about to have. Why don't you tell us what you were having there, Tim? Alright, I've got a special bottle here. This is a super limited release. Like, you can't... It was released on December 1st, and as of today, December 8th, it's probably not available for sale anywhere. Um, it is from Fremont. Um, limited 2015 release of The Abominable. This is a bourbon-aged winter beer. Um, I'll go ahead and read the description. This year's release of, um, they call it the F-bomb. Nice. Because that's Fremont, abominable, F-bomb. This year's relief of F-bomb is aged in 12 and 15-year-old American oak whiskey barrels and is a blend of 24 and 12-month-old barrel-strength abominable ale. Um, F-bomb achieves distinct bourbon, oak, cocoa, leather, and dark coffee notes from his extended barrel aging and barrel blending. Each barrel contributes a different note, and combining each barrel to create a coherent tone is a distinct art and true pleasure. Please do enjoy this unique barrel age today, but know that it will age gracefully for at least another five years. I can't wait that long. I'm sorry. 
You can't even wait seven days, you asshole. I waited till the podcast, at least. No, that's good. All right, All right. so I've cut, I've cut the wax off already. Uh-oh, got a problem. Uh-oh, what's your problem? There's still enough wax to make the zapper not quite fit over the cap. Ooh. Hold on, hold on, I'm digging in. There we go. Just took a little more uh, twisting. All right. Mm, I can smell the aromas off of it. It's like coffee or molasses, and that's the color it is too. Oh, the beautiful foam off of this. Have you seen like? That's what she said. Have you seen like the uh, commercials for Guinness with the the creamy? Yeah. That's really what it looks like. It's a, Where it like sloughs over the side. I'm pouring it super slow, and I've got an inch of head on this. Oh, sh that's what she said. <laughs> well, it'd be over six inches. Never mind. <laughs> so I'm pouring super slow, trying to reduce. It's got an amazing foamy head. Um, it's actually really beautiful. Okay. So. That's what she said. Alright, I'm going to take a sip. Oh. It's That's like, what she said. It tastes chocolatey, coffee. It's super rich. Um, this is good. This is the beer that I almost saved for Christmas, but I, I just couldn't. <laughs> you only got one of them, huh? I, it's expensive. Yeah, I only got one. Yeah. Um, but I don't regret it. This is a tasty treat indeed. I forgot to mention it is 14% uh, alcohol by volume. Ooh. So this might be the last coherent thing you hear from me for this podcast. Shit, we better hurry up through our next segment. Yes, it's time to kick it. All right, Tim. Well, you want me to kick us off, or do you want to kick us off? I want you to kick it off so I can enjoy some more of this taste. All right, no problem. All right, guys. This week, I have a cool little tech piece. Not really tech, but kind of... It's like a... Well, I'll just let the developers explain it to you. There's something about how things were made a while back. It's like magic. It has a certain feeling to it. It was an era when people had time to pay attention to every detail, and things were made to last. Inspired by the old headlights we've collected over the years, we combined our skills to create something useful, really amazing, we would be proud of having around. wanted it to have a personality. The stance had to inspire confidence, just like a superhero stance. The footprint is large enough to keep it balanced. The size was chosen so it would be tall enough to provide light for the entire office. The head rotates in any direction and at any angle. It's even large enough to be used as a headphone stand. We fitted it with two LED light sources to have the perfect light for any situation. A clear one for reading that you could easily turn on or off and set the intensity just by touch. And an RGB one controlled by mobile. Turn it on or off, change the color or intensity while sitting comfortably on the couch. This light can even be synced to music, so it would flash to the beat when you're having a party. Looks and functionality weren't enough. The materials had to be top-notch as well. The head is made out of old tractor headlights. It's all metal and glass, weather sealed, 
so it would last even in the toughest conditions. The neck, the only exposed part, is made from aluminum, so it won't rust. The body is made from recycled polyurethane to help the environment a bit. We wanted everyone to be able to add a personal touch to it. So, starting from day one, you can choose a color to match your room, a style to match your personality, a logo to give it more of a superhero look, Triforce! letters so it would have any two initials painted right on it. To have full body coverage each lamster will have two layers of non-toxic water-based paint and two basic layers of clear coat to protect the paint job from wear and scratch over time. We've put our heart and soul into designing the lamster and making the first prototypes. To be able to produce it and make it available we'll need your support. Together we can make this happen. Make this your next lamp. Share the video with a friend. Alright guys, that is the Lampster, a lamp with attitude. And I'm not gonna fucking lie, I want one of these super bad. I don't know where I'd put it, but it'd be epic. This guy is a superhero with one eye that blinds you like none other. Coming in green, black, and red. Uh, along with pink, yellow, blue, white, um... So yeah, they have a army design already made up, an artsy design which is red base with black and white splatter, and a duo tone which is two different colors, and they look a freaking amazing. They do. I really want one. The only problem, guys, is that currently they start at 149 US dollars for a solid color. Now, if you want to jump into the artsy designs, which are the army, the splatter, or the duo tones. You have to go to, I think it's 179. You have to go to 179 dollars, guys, or for 169, you can choose two letters or any of the available logos. Um, so this is awesome, but I'm not gonna lie, I probably would die if I could get the 600 dollar package or the four pack where you get four of anything you want. Um, oh, yeah, it's very true. Um, they are looking for 30,000 US dollars. They currently have 477, 960,000 dollars. Um, with 2,231 backers with 12 days ago. So, this is done and in the books. This will be a creation. And I will be raiding all the local farms for headlights off of tractors now. Just saying. It's really freaking cool. I really, really want it. Like, like so bad I want it. <laughs> it's a really, really cool looking light. It would definitely it would be, be cool. Be like, how ah, was that? Like, be... you are the spotlight of Lampy. You will not speak to him. It would be a conversation piece on a desk awesome. for sure. It's super cool. So anyways, Tim, what do you have for us? Now I want to drink my beer. That's cool. Kick it. All right, so we are departing. Oh, we talked about that on the news segment. Departing further from Indiegogo, we are venturing into the uncharted territory of Fig. We did 
figures are new, uh, relatively new. Um, Kickstarter-like uh, service, if you will. Um, you have two choices with Fig. You can either invest um, in whatever product is with a small percentage of the return, or you can just back it and get the rewards of the program. So in this case, it's a game, and you could choose just to get like a reward, like um, um, like a mention or um, a copy of the game, of course, for a little bit more money. Um, or if you really believe that this game is going to sell a lot, you could become an investor. I think the lowest level is $500, and you would get a percentage of the sales. And they have it broken down, like what you would have, how much would have to sell for you to to actually get money. Um, so I can scroll to it. But before I do that, actually, let's go ahead and talk about what this game is. This game is from um, the crazy brain of Tim Schafer, um, one of my favorite um, video game creative people that I've talked about before. He's the guy behind Brutal Legend, Costume Quest, um, and the original Psychonauts, because this game is Psychonauts 2. Now, Psychonauts came out back in the Xbox era, and it was eventually turned into a PlayStation 2 game as well, but it, it debuted on Xbox to kind of tell you how old the game is. And it is a 3D platformer, kind of like uh, Mario 64, but you're controlling a Psychonaut, and this um, little kid basically has the power to jump into people's brains and interact with their nightmares or dreams. And so the environments you get to play around in are just crazy. Like, the normal rules of physics don't apply. Um, the road will like rise up, not straight ahead of you, but like it'll curl up. In different directions, you'll end up upside down. Um, crazy stuff happens all the time. Um, it's a really colorful, um, inventive, um, fun to play game back in the day. And now there's a chance for a sequel um, through the power of crowdfunding and crowd investing. So, for this game to happen, they are looking for multiple funding sources, first of all. The company Double Fine that Tim Schafer's a part of is going to kick in about a third. They're hoping for um, 300, or sorry, $3,300,000 from FIG. And then there's a mystery investor that will pinch in the, the last third. Um, so total development for this game is going to be, if I'm doing my math right, about $10 million. So this is going to be a fairly substantial game. Maybe not a AAA title, but also not like a small, tiny indie title. This will be something pretty cool if it comes together. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm going to go ahead and let Tim Schafer talk more about it now. Hi, I'm Tim Schaefer, and 15 years ago, I started Double Fine Productions for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I wanted to make a game, a really specific game, actually, about a young acrobat who runs away from his family's circus to become a psychic secret agent, a game where every level is set inside someone's mental world, where you literally fight their demons and wrestle their nightmares. It's a game with surprises and action and fun and a couple of weird parts and some jokes in there, a game called Psychonauts. And now I'd like to make another one, and I need your help. The original Psychonauts was shipped on April 19th, 2005, and it won Eurogamer's Game of the Year. And when G4TV listed the best Xbox games of that generation, Psychonauts was their number six. It sold a couple hundred thousand copies, went out of print, and then faded off into the sunset forever. Or so it seems. In 2011, we got the rights to the game back. We updated it, republished it, and in the last five years, it's actually sold double what it did in the first five years. So instead of fading away, the power of Psychonauts has only grown. <laughs> Okay, so, 
there are people out there who like Psychonauts, and there's people out there who want more Psychonauts. And I know, because they tweet at me all the time saying, when will there be a sequel to Psychonauts? And I'm sick of saying, I don't know, maybe someday, never say never, ha <laughs> I wanna say, yeah, let's do this. Can we do this? Yes, here's our plan. We're gonna ask for $3.3 million here from you lovely people, because that's what you generously gave us the first time we did this. And just like we did with that game, Double Fine will be contributing a significant amount of the budget itself. We will also be working with an external partner who will bring additional funding. None of these pieces on their own could fund the game, but together they make it possible to create a sequel worthy of Psychonauts. The campaign for Broken Age took the world by surprise. It proved, among other things, that people still want adventure games. Which is great, but what about another kind of game? What happened to 3D action-adventure platformers with stylized graphics and color and humor? Where are those games? That's something that I really wish there were more of, and I think other people out there do too. And you know what? We don't have to wait for someone to tell us that the games we love are coming back in style. We can make it happen on our own. But only if you're into it. Are you into it? I'm into it. I'm so into it. I'm so into it. I'm into it. I'm so into it. I'm into it. I am into it. We're into it! He can be into it. Dude, why are you even asking me? You know I'm into it! <laughs> Wait a second, that's when I was in, right? I'm into <laughs> it! Check, check. Oh, sorry. But I am. And I hope you are too. So thanks for watching, and thanks for backing Second Us 2. Alright, so that's Second Us 2. Um, so on the backing side, you can get the game for about $39. Nice. Um, the early birds of 33 are all sold out. For an additional $18, you can get the Xbox One or PlayStation 4 version. Um, I can't do math very well. What's that, 57? So you might as well wait for the game to come out. You will get uh, Psychonauts the original. Um, so I guess it will give you that bonus. But it pretty much is retail if you back for uh, the consoles. You're only saving money if you back for Steam. Um, on the investment side, like I said, I believe the minimum is $500, and you will get back $2.50 for every 68376 in adjusted gross revenue until $13.3 million, and after that, you get every a dollar for every 68360 blah, blah, blah. So, they have a nice little slider um, that can show you, like... Uh, how much you'd make? If the, right, if the game sold this much, how much you would make. Um, the break-even point is um, six hundred is basically seven hundred thousand units. Um, the original Psychonauts sold um, one point six million, but that's over many years, uh, ten years basically. It came out. And how long are you investor? Do you know if they, like you're investor for the rest of the eternity of this game, or like you? You are. You are for the perpetuity for the game. That's why it goes down. Okay. After after thirteen point three million. Okay. Just so that so they don't have to give you as much. Gotcha. So for the first thirteen point three million in sales, you get two fifty for every seventy thousand, roughly. So you, you get a lot more on the front end, and then on the trail, you get a little bit less. You get a dollar for every seventy thousand. Okay. So yeah, um, 
so the break-even point, like I said, would be 700,000 units, which is a bit. Um, the original game sold that many. It took about six years to sell that many. Woo! But, but that was an unknown franchise. So it's still unknown! It is lesser known, for sure. It's definitely a niche audience. It's fun to play with the slider. They've got like a, a little mark for where Psychonauts was. If it sold Psychonaut numbers, for example... You would get eight hundred and fifteen dollars in your five hundred dollars. So you'd make three hundred and eighteen dollars. Yes. Okay. Over probably two years, I'm guessing. I would assume over a twenty year period. Not twenty. It's not gonna sell anything past ten years. Really. Um if it sold brutal legend numbers, which I'm guessing you don't even know what brutal I do. legend is. Okay. Well, you would make you'd double your money. Whoa. So Okay. I think this game has a fair amount of buzz. I don't know if I believe in it strongly enough to invest $500 of my money. Uh, I don't think so. It. I'll be getting it, though, so I'm looking at the backer level, possibly. $39 for backing it. It's I could probably get it for less than that on a Steam sale, but I'm sort of still wanting to support this. I, it's a game I I just downloaded the original Psychonauts on Steam. Nice. I'll probably see I don't know if I'll play all the way through it again, but I'll play the first couple levels. Um... Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, check it out. Again, that's on Fig, not on Kickstarter. Psychonauts 2. Awesome. Well, Tim, you ready to switch our gears from yes. Kick It to Game News? Let's switch gears. All right, I got to sneeze. So, Tim, why don't you let us know our very first and very disturbing news story of the week and explain where these are coming from. Sure, let's uh, back up a little bit. Most of our news today is revolving around two events. There was the, um, I believe it was called the Video Game Awards? Yes. Or, okay. Um, which, is it the first or second year? Uh, second year. Okay, cool. Um, Video Game Awards hosted by uh, Jeff Knightley? I believe so. Um, so, looks like a really, I want to watch this live next year it looks like a very well produced show not cheesy like the spike awards were yeah um actually well thought out um categories and choices for the categories um and the other news event that that prompts a lot of these new game releases is the uh, sony experience Mm -hmm. the playstation experience or psx for short um so the first one the game awards happened um and Hideo Kojima won the award for his game Metal Gear Solid Five for best action game, and Konami is still has him under contract. And the last minute lawyers told him he could not go um, and accept the award. And so Kiefer Sutherland, who played um, Big Boss in the game, had to accept the award for him. And we might not have known all of this, except the host of the show went ahead and pulled back the curtain, and he had this to say. Thank you very much, uh, Kiefer, for accepting that award. And uh, as you noticed, uh, Hideo Kojima is not here with us uh, tonight. And I want to tell you a little bit about that. Uh, Mr. Kojima had every intention of uh, being with us tonight. Uh, But unfortunately, he was uh, informed by a lawyer representing Konami uh, just recently that uh, he would uh, not be allowed to uh, travel to uh, tonight's awards ceremony to uh, accept um, any awards. It's, uh, he's still on an employment contract, and it's, uh, it's disappointing, and it's, it's inconceivable to me that a, an artist like Hideo would not be allowed to come here and celebrate with his peers and uh, his fellow uh, teammates uh, such an incredible game as Metal Gear Solid V. But that's the situation we're in. Uh, Hideo, 
uh, is in Tokyo right now watching the show. Um, so we want, want you to know, Hideo, that we're thinking of you. And um, we miss you. We hope to see you at the Game Awards 2016. Uh, but... Fuck Konami. That should be our new um, Konami uh, segment. Fuck Konami. It's all Fuck Konami. Fuck Konami. Fuck Konami. Fuck Konami. It sounds like a real word. Fuck Konami. It does. It probably it might be one of. I mean, I'm sure they say it often enough over in that country. I'm sure it is. I'm sure everyone who works at Konami says it almost every day. I'm sure so. So yeah, that's the latest news on why Konami is one of the shittiest big game companies to work for. Um, this guy, this is his game, and they're dicks to not let him accept this award. It's ridiculous. Um, so um, we also got to see yeah. a new trailer. I believe this was at the PSX event. Um, the Final Fantasy VII Remake has already been announced, but we only saw a tiny tre- teaser trailer before. Um, we finally got to see a little bit of gameplay, um, and that revealed that um, combat is going to be active versus turn-based as in the original. So this is a true remake, um, not just a strict like up-resing or whatever. So I'm glad to see that because... Gaming styles do move on, and to keep it fresh and exciting, you should really go... It's going to be more like Final Fantasy XV as far as the the combat versus what the combat was like in Final Fantasy VII. And there'll be some who say that, you know, to be true to the original, you should have that style of combat, but I I think it's a good move. I think... But I say fuck Konami. Well, that's always always good. The other thing that came okay. out, not, a, not in the trailer, was that it won't be released all at once. Um, whether it's episodic or kind of... Oh, they're working with Telltale, huh? Well, this isn't the first time for Square Enix to do an episodic release. Um, Life is sure, they do have that one Life is Strange. But that's actually good in a way because it gives them more time to develop. Um, so I think it's a good move. Um, I I don't know. I feel like it's not. Okay. but um, Just because it Final Fantasy VII is a game that... Or Final Fantasy, period, is a game that some people pride themselves on being the first to beat um, and seeing how quick they can go through it and enjoying it all. That'll keep those uh, people waiting up at midnight or whatever for the download and like racing. I've got the fastest internet. I guess, but I just think it's a, I think it puts, I don't know. I think it's a bad move for a franchise that's already established as a uh, full on release game um, to switch over from full on that has a fan base that expects that to a episodic release where it would have a fan base like myself that is used to monthly, every three monthly uh, releases compared to a fan base that is used to being able to dive in as deep and as far as they want, um, as quickly as they want. I, I, I just think it's a bad move for FF7. I guess. I guess maybe if it was a brand new Final Fantasy that was never released before, but FF7 is supposed to be a remaster, remake, and... It's like more of a remake than a remaster. Let's be honest. It's more of a remake. But, still, it still holds the FF7 name. Um, I just think it's a bad move. Are you an FF7 fan? Did you play it back in the day? No, I didn't. I have no ties whatsoever to Final Fantasy, period. But I do know... I have friends that do... And uh, the, I remember the, them being so excited. Did you excited. see the clips of uh, people crying while they're watching the, <laughs> watching the um, teaser? Are you talking about like the release at E3? Yeah, that was pretty bad. That's pretty funny. 
I mean, that's like me with like Ocarina of Time, though. Like, sure, if they were to be sure. like Ocarina of Time, I'd be like, oh my god, I just want to fuck it. <laughs> well, that's an interesting reaction. Yeah. Well, well I don't have the next. So. I don't have the reaction for the next game, but I I do have fond memories of the original um, Nino Kuni, um, which came out for PlayStation Three. But wait, wait, that is game releases, though. Well, we're moving into that. Sort we're of. Moving into that. I, yeah, I know, but I I have a podcast news I want to address really quick. Um, what 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 is that? That is. The fuck you, Q. You need to learn the Walking Dead characters. If you guys go back to episode whatever the fuck this week is on the Button Smash podcast, I think it's like, what, 111, 117, something like that? 117 sounds right. 117. And he has all his information wrong on the goddamn Walking Dead. And that pisses me off. Alright. Yes. Well, this uh, little outburst brought to you by the Walking Dead. Exactly. Um, where was it? Nino Kuni. Okay, so Nino Kuni is. Um, it's by level five, I believe. <laughs> well, I'm trying to how to describe this. It's a JRPG, but um, it's got Pokemon elements. You collect monsters, you fight monsters, but you sleep with monsters. You don't sleep with monsters. It doesn't have. It doesn't okay. have the creepy, pervy elements of, of some JRPGs. It's very lighthearted and innocent. Um, the original Nino Kuni was animated. The cutscenes by uh, Studio Ghibli who you may know from um, such titles as Spirited Away. Uh, Ooh, I love that movie! Princess Mononoke. Oh, I love that movie too! Um, so the orig- the animation, the, the, the uh, um, what am I trying to say? The cutscenes were awesome. Um, and, By the way, those are the only two anime movies I've seen, so you know. Well, but I love them Those both, are the so. only two you saw, you, you could do worse. Um, the uh, game in general looked beautiful too. Even when it wasn't a cutscene, it had a very... Um, Art- artistic yeah just very colorful it looked like very it was just great um i i have the yeah i i bought it um downloaded so it, i wouldn't lose the disc i have the art book i have all sorts of stuff um that's the closest i came to pokemon before i actually played pokemon so you know nice. 22 was released and i've got a confession i don't know if studio ghibli is still involved but the animation does look really good and let's go ahead and roll the clip for that <laughs> I, I am Evan Pettywhisker Tildrum, King of Ding Dong Dell. Who, who are you? Never mind who. The question is where. <laughs> They're here for you. We need to leave. Here for me. Can't you see? It's a coup. This is the dawn of a new era for all Nino Kuni! Evan, you'll be a wonderful king. I know you will. But how? How can I? I've made a decision. I'm staying here in this world. With you. We serve you now, Your Majesty. (laughs) This is where it all begins, King Evan. The Guardians are meant to protect things, not destroy them. Something tells me it's not doing this by choice. Give up! 
give up! I promised her. I'll build a kingdom where everyone can live happily ever after. So after listening to that, I can kind of tell that maybe some of the things don't come through um, visually because you can't see it, obviously. But hopefully you can tell like the production value and it has sort of a almost Disney-esque quality to it or maybe like the original Kingdom Hearts, just that kind of, I don't know, childlike wonder, like like a fairy tale or I don't know, just a really cool lighthearted game. So that's Nino Kuni 2. Um, and what's your next news piece, Zach? Uh, we have, uh, well, let me start off with saying this year, um, it's coming to a close guys. And as this is coming from VG, um, the video game awards, uh, this is the last one. Obviously they only do it once a year. And I saw a touching tribute to, uh, Satoru Awada, um, on VG game awards, um, so here is the clip from the Video Game Awards, guys. Let's take one last chance to commemorate, remember, and gratify, and actually hear from Reggie of Nintendo North America on his experiences and his idol, his friend, and his mentor. It's time to talk about something really important right now. Uh, earlier this year, our industry lost one of its uh, greatest leaders. I'm talking about Satoru Iwata from Nintendo. Uh, absolutely. When I was deciding whether to, to go on with the Game Awards this year, this summer, um, and when Mr. Iwata passed away, I, I felt compelled that we needed to do something to recognize what, he, uh, what he's done for this industry. Uh, he, he's done so many incredible things, and uh, I think all of us were heartbroken um, when he left us this summer. I, I met with Satoru Iwata about six weeks before he passed away in Kyoto, and uh, although he was a lot thinner than I, I thought he would be, uh, he was still so joyful. He was smiling and laughing, and those are the, my final memories of meeting with him, and he said goodbye to me, a big smile on his face, he wished me well on my E3 preparations, and I can't imagine what was going through his head right then and what he was dealing with, but he never let it show. He was such an incredible man. So tonight, for a few minutes, we're going to put the awards and the world premieres and all the, the marketing and everything aside to focus on the man of the hour. Snowflake falls and rain. 
To tell you more about Satoru Iwata, please welcome the president of Nintendo of America, Reggie Fisume. One of the most overused words in the English language is unique. That's what all of us want to be in some level or another. But very few of us truly are. Satura Owada is one who clearly was unique in the fullest meaning of the word. If you were to design the perfect person to lead a video game company, you'd want someone who understood electrical engineering, who understood software design, and who understood business. Not many can claim this broad kind of background, but Mr. Awada did. And not only did he understand all of these areas, but he was accomplished in every one. If you've read the Awada Ask series, you know he could drill down into the particulars of both hardware and game design. No one could lose him in the details. On his business resume, there's one number that stands out. Our dedicated gaming industry is now over 30 years old. In that time, only five platforms have achieved lifetime sales in excess of 100 million units worldwide. Of those five, Mr. Awada was directly involved with three of them. At HAL Laboratories, he helped bring Kirby's Dreamland and other games to Game Boy. And then, as president of Nintendo, he oversaw the introduction of both Nintendo DS and we. Beyond his resume, I can add another signature point. The man was fearless. Remember how you felt when you first heard the name we? Or remember what was said when you found out about Nintendogs, or Brain Age, or a dual screen portable device? You may have been puzzled, but he already knew. He had already heard the criticisms internally, but he always championed an idea he truly believed in, and we all benefited. For Mr. Iwata, it was not enough to repeat the words of Nintendo's mission, to surprise and delight with the unexpected. He lived those words. He was unique. Finally, on a personal level, he was my boss and he was my mentor. And he was my colleague. But most of all, he was my friend. And I'm a better person for it. And I think every gamer is better for having Mr. Awada's vision and talent help inspire and shape the passion we all share. No matter what is going on in our lives or in the world, Mr. Iwata wanted Nintendo 
to be about putting smiles on people's faces. Nintendo, at its heart, is about making us feel younger than we are today. Mr. Iwata, I hope you're smiling right now. All right, guys. Um, so as you just heard from Reggie, um, this is the last time this year they were going to be mentioning Satoru Iwata, um, especially in the news segment. Um, we might mention him down the line in Nintendo releases, um, comparisons. Because he had such an impact on the gaming, it's hard not to ever Exactly. Him, but but as a farewell tribute, guys, um, this is definitely a man that has revolutionized the industry and deserves his 10 minutes, half hour, hour time in the sunlight, um, in the spotlight, I mean, um, especially now that he's gone. So, in the coming 2016, we'll be mentioning him probably again because the things that we will be seeing playing out in Nintendo are his handiwork. Um, but I thought it was important to hear from Reggie what Iwata meant to him as a friend, as a mentor, and as a boss. So, Yeah, totally appropriate this time of year. We look back at you know, not only the games that come out this year, but other events, and it's a good time for yeah. remembering. But um, there's really nowhere to go from that, so I'm just going to go to something. <laughs> um, there's just, you know, I mean, that's it's really sad what we've lost. So there's just there's nowhere to go. So why not do something just insane and stupid? Um, back in the, yeah, the part, that part uh, right, stupid, all right? <laughs> early nineties. A little game came out, I think on Sega Genesis, possibly Super Nintendo as well. I think it was only Sega, but yeah. Okay. I think it was only Sega. So, everyone knows who Shaq is, the giant basketball player. With a speech impediment that's also a cop, somehow. Somehow, he is a fucking sheriff's deputy. And had to have a custom-made police car because he couldn't get into it. Have you seen that one car commercial? I think it's a Buick where there's no freaking. Yeah, but then, like somehow he's like, "Oh, it's... luxury!" And I'm like, "That's no fucking way." You look yeah. cramped in that thing, buddy. Anyway, Shaq, the one and only Shaq, has his own video game, and it's called Shaq Fu. Um, this game is all about somehow this giant of a man knowing the graceful art of kung fu and kicking badass like all over the place. Ooh. Shaq Fu has a little bit of a special place in my heart, though, because one of the gaming forums I frequent, anytime you type the word fuck, it will replace that with a little Shaq Fu Nah! Yes, oh, Jesus say, Christ, you the got fuck? the word butt, too, or fart or something. No, cloud. No, no, this this is this is specific to this oh, okay. website. So, you'll be like, I can't believe what you fucking said. It'll say, I can't believe what you Shaq fu said. <laughs> And it's, I got the hiccups, awesome. by the way. <laughs> I know, which is making uh, it even sucks. more funny. Oh, so, uh, speaking of hiccups, do you know what my daughter learned and my son um, last week? No, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were playing oh, Jackbox, shit. and we, we, we learned the one cure to hiccups. What's that? Rectal massage. What? Hey, Tim, <laughs> you want to come massage my rectal? No. Okay, no, well, I guess I'm going to have the hiccups, uh, guys. Rest, rest of the episode. A, that was a fun family moment, though. That's, uh, yeah. Mm, I bet your son was like, hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. What's up? Yeah, what's exactly. Rectal? 
So back to Shaq Fu. Um, <laughs> Shaq I'm massaging my rectal right now. It's not working. I'm just kidding. Uh, TMI. I'm having my TMI. wife massage my rectum. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go wash your hands while you play. Uh, this all right. This is Shaq Fu, a legend reborn. An Why are they cheering? Prophecy tells of one Chinese warrior that must fight for humanity. They're afraid he'll eat them if they don't. An orphan boy, raised by a peasant, trained by a master. He will fight powerful adversaries and eventually save the whole friggin' world. The whole Shaq Fuing world. Wait a minute, he doesn't look Chinese. <laughs> I kinda wanna play this. Doesn't it look it stupid fun? Stupid fucking fun. Like it, you and I I'm should definitely like sit down one night and just fucking twitch this thing. I you can hate on it if you want. I I'm gonna, I'm gonna come over your house and play it. Alright, sweet. So again, I don't know where to go from <laughs> from that, but um the next one I'm excited about. Um, this company has been just knocking it out of the park with the projects. That Damn been straight they have. Um, uh, we're talking about Telltale. Um, they had a surprise announcement. Um, at, this was at the Game Awards, I think, they were announced yep. it. Um, go ahead and just roll the clip without explanation. Shareholders have been losing confidence in recent months with the latest reports of crime have been steadily on the rise. City officials are unsure. According to witnesses, the victim was uncooperative with the robber, which led to the gunshot. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's what he is. A rich bum. I don't know how else to describe it. Well, it may be true, but that family has been having the list again as the most eligible bachelor, though his recent erratic behavior must take back the night to restore this city to the glory that it held long before this. He took our responsibility from us. So, if you couldn't tell, that's freaking Batman from Telltale, and I could not be more excited. I, I'm back, Batman with hiccups. Batman does not have hiccups, so clearly you're not Batman. I'm Batman. Shut up, this is the hop juice, bro. <laughs> you can't handle the hop juice. I can't handle the hop juice. I can't. So, speaking of Telltale, Zach. Oh, yeah, not only did they have the Batman release, guys, they had another special release, which I'm going to go ahead and just play... Not everyone deserves saving.
And if you guys can hear that, guys, that is Michonne from The Walking Dead. Uh, Telltale has been hinting and basically has said that they are doing another... Whoa, whoa fuck. Walking Dead <laughs> series. And this one is a, not based off a of... Massage. Uh, I need a rectal massage, guys. We're going to find one. 1-800-THE-WALKING-DEAD-MICHONE. God fucking damn it. Um, this episode... Uh, this series... It's brought to us by Telltale. It's called Michonne. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, Shaq-Fu. Uh, Alright, so they're gonna, there's going to be another Walking Dead. And it's there we go. Sure. And it's not off of the Walking Dead that we've played so far by Telltale. This mm. is actually based off of Michonne. <laughs> fuck you, Tim. Stop laughing at my hiccups. Nobody's rubbing my rectal massage right now clearly because you still have the hiccups god damn it alright why don't you talk about the next one Tim Telltale <laughs> fuck yes awesome I'm super excited for next year yes. let's go alright so god this damn next it. game <laughs> this this trailer actually made, made made me want an Xbox because it is an Xbox exclusive um the only previous Xbox exclusive I've wanted is Tomb Raider but I can get that on Steam so whatever <laughs> You can get uh, that on PS4 next uh, next holiday season, bro. Right. So this is a game called Quantum Break, and we've actually heard a little bit about it before, but this is a more extended trailer. Um, it's about uh, slowing down time, controlling time, and it looks freaking awesome. Um, I encourage you to check out the video of Quantum Break, but I think you'll get a little bit of a sense of it from the video. Let's go ahead and roll it. The number one killer is time. It will get us all. But what do you want to know? How I gained superpowers? How time broke? A growing fracture in time leading to the end of time? How we traveled back to fix it and failed horribly. How it all went to shit. What do you want to know? So definitely check out the video. <laughs> you dying over there? Definitely check out the video. You it's will trying. see like uh, everything freeze, and then like I one of the characters kind of reach out and touch something and move it. Um, it, it looks really cool. Um, so yeah, those are our, our game releases and game news for the week. We also have um, listener question this week. So Jesse wants to know. Um, he's got a question for us. If we were going to be an operator from Rainbow Six, which one would you be and why? For example. His is Sludge. He likes to make doors explode with the fury of his hammer. So, um, I checked out the different uh, characters in um, Rainbow Six Siege. And I would pick... Mm -hmm. um, crap, I lost it. Hold on. Twitch. Uh, Twitch is described Fuck! as... Fuck! That was the one God you picked? God damn it. Is that the one you picked? Yeah, that's the one I picked too. So, yeah. Well, that's alright. Man, it's a good choice. Uh, Twitch has a handy little drone that can dribble, deliver electric shocks, deal minor damage, and disable traps. She's the perfect operator for people who like to look for a leap. 
Like, who wouldn't want a drone that can right. someone yet? So, exactly. It's, well, it's if Tim rich. chooses Twitch, I am going to choose Glass. Glass, God damn it. I'm going to choose Glass. He's another attacker, but has a flip sight scope, allowing him for a chance uh, to ch change magnification of his zoom on the go. All right, Stop laughing so at me, you're a dick. I got the fucking <laughs> hiccups. It's, it's hilarious. Alright, so we God talked about it. before we have some amazing giveaways for our end of the year show. We're going to be giving you the Christmas we do. presents. The Christmas presents you didn't get. We're going to also be talking about our game of the year choices. Um, it's going to be a really good episode. You need to check it out. But before that, we'll be really not, not this week, but we will be releasing soon a Facebook post which you can... Um, Enter in, and then we'll have a Twitter, a tweet that you can retweet. And Zach, if you can talk through your hiccups, yes, tell them what prizes they could win. All right, guys, we are giving away. This is Facebook exclusive. We are giving away a code to party hard for second place. A code to Tales from the Borderlands, Game of Thrones, and Minecraft Story Mode to the first place winner. Winner, we are also giving away a second code. <laughs> fuck you, Tim. Or for the third place person. Sorry, this is all out of order, guys. You guys no, have no, to no. keep track fuck. of this shit. Shakfu Konami. Shakfu Konami. Shakfu Konami. <gasps> you guys have to keep track of this. I think. I think we just. Mm -hmm. We're giving away the third place winner. I think we got a little bit of Let's a. Let's not worry uh, about places right now. Okay. Okay. Basically, guys, we're giving away Tales from the Borderlands, Game of Thrones, Replay, VHS is not dead, Party Hard, multiple codes of Party Hard, No Time to Explain, and Randall's Monday in Minecraft Story Mode on Facebook. Uh, heading over to the Twitter sphere, we are giving away a HyperX Cloud 2 professional gaming headset with 7.1 surround sound. We're also giving away a HyperX professional gaming mouse pad. Nice. So, Tim. But that's not all. But that's not all. What else are we giving away? Yes. Um the chance to listen to us talk about our games of the year oh, oh yeah i forgot that's about a that bonus. that has a bonus oh, hold, wait hold on um i'm getting a. okay cool i didn't know if this would happen or not um i'm getting a satellite call from um hang on all right so a couple weeks ago there was the terror attacks in paris right i, I actually got an interview and i i got a contact with um one of the wives of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, one of his wives. So um, I'm going to go ahead and interview her really quick, okay? Okay. Okay. Are you there? Hello? Great. Thank you so much for uh, calling in. I didn't know if you would uh, be able to get um, access to a satellite phone. Um, thank you so much for joining us on Plug and Play Podcast. Um, I know you probably don't have a lot of time, so I'll be brief. Um, what is it? Let me. How do I phrase this? Why does Abu 
Baghdadi, um, why is he so angry? What is, what is his, why is he killing all these people? How tiny are we talking? Really? Is that that's medically possible? Okay. Um wow, okay, that must be kind of unfulfilling for you. Um Yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry about that. Um just I guess one final question. Um like our interview got cut a little short sorry about that that sucks i really wanted to know how unfulfilling that was for the tiny penis yeah well i guess that gives us a good question though for the week it uh, does why do you think daesh prefer goats over women as lovers yeah so go ahead and give us your your best thoughts and theories on that in the in the comments of this uh post or on our facebook page um yeah let us know what you think so, guys, that has been episode 71. Thank you very much for tuning in. But before we go, this episode is actually releasing on Friday, not Saturday. Um, and that is because of some ISIS Daesh. comments, Daesh comments, um, that has been produced online. And I'm hoping that Tim can explain this to us and that we can all, as a plug-and-play family, the Button Smashers family, tune into this. And fight terrorism. Sure. So Anonymous is calling for a social media blitz on Friday, the 11th of December. Um, two of the hashtags on Twitter will be Daesh or or Daesh bags. Um, <laughs> and Daesh, I, sh I feel like I should explain this a little bit. You should. Okay. So Daesh is a is an abbreviation of the same words that make up ISIS in English, which is. Islamic State in Iraq and Syria. That's what IS, ISIS stands for. But in Arabic... Sorry. Good beer. In Arab... Well, I can't say in Arabic? Thank you. Yep. Al-Dawah al al-Salamiya filalia Iraqi washamamam. And I know I mispronounced that horribly, but those are the letters in Arabic that um, make up either ISIS or Daesh. And the reason ISIS hates the term Daesh is because it means depending on how you conjugate it, to trample underfoot, which is what we will do to them eventually, or exactly. a, a bigot, which is what they are. Um, it eliminates the legitimizing terminology of Islamic State, which they are not. They're just a bunch of goat fuckers. And that's how they view themselves. Um, Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott said it the best when he said why he uses Daesh instead of ISIS. Daesh hates being referred by this term, and that's what they don't like has an instinctive appeal to me. So, we will call them Daesh, and um, the 11th is all about um, 
just a time to expose them for the cowards that they are. There's um, some hilarious uh, reddits where they've taken all of the pictures of the Daesh fighters and photoshopped photoshopped rubber duck faces on them. (laughs) Uh, Pretty glorious. Check that out. Um, Whatever you can do to stand up and say, we're not going to take your shit. You don't stand for Muslims. You're just a bunch of goat fuckers who don't know how to treat women right. Exactly. Wave your tiny pieces around and get your AK-47s and terrorize people and fuck you, basically. Um, So, yeah. One thing here at Plug and Play Podcast we really want to emphasize is the No Racist um, Act, which is basically that none of us are racist. Um, There are bad people in every culture, every skin color, every religion, every walk of life there's a bad person. There's a group of bad people that make a bad name for people. And it is not okay to discriminate against or to speak down to any other party. Um, it happened during World War II, during the, to the Japanese, um, in America, and across the globe. And now it is happening to the Muslims and the uh, people over in India and stuff like that. Um, no. And we're not going to stand for no. it. One no. group of person is not going to ruin and they want a that. whole Daesh, entire breed. Daesh wants that. They want the division. They want people to rise up and hate Muslims. They want to be the... They want to identify with Muslims so that people will hate Muslims. And I say, fuck that. We will not be tricked by that. We only hate you, you cowardly goat fuckers. Exactly. Fuck you, Daesh. And we welcome every other Muslim, Arabic person on this Anyone. globe. Jewish, Anyone. Christian, Catholic, Exactly. Whatever. We love you all. Um, and we're not going to stand by and just let this go by. So on the 11th, which is the day that this podcast is going to be dropping, right? Yep, Friday the 11th. Friday the 11th. Daesh Bags. Daesh Bags. Hashtag Daesh Bags or Daesh. D-A-E-S-H. It's all sorts of different ways. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. So hit that up on Twitter, all social media, guys. Um, Check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show. Twitter.com com at plug underscore and underscore play underscore check out our di- hashtag dash bag uh posts and also as always check us out at thebunsmashers.com where you can be found every single episode of our pad- podcast not only our podcast but the button smashers podcast which is done by one of my good friends q and roger um uh, they actually put out an amazing 117 i'm just giving them shit about the walking dead because they can't remember fucking names of people on the show which That's, is fucking yeah. stupid but whatever whatever you guys can also check out jess over at the gaming goddess podcast um so yeah until episode 72 where we eliminate these dash bags don't forget to prime and shine 